welcome to the Walking Dead UK podcast. It is Entertainment Talks podcast for the Walking Dead on AMC and Fox. I'm your host Matthew. Joining me today, my co-host is David. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. Cool. Uh, we're back a, a day um, a day earlier than usual. Um, usually we're on a Wednesday or on a Tuesday this week. Uh, you're heading off to to London. Uh, yes. Somewhere. Yeah. Yes, I've I've got a Now TV event thing tomorrow, so uh, I'm cool. I'm down there. By the way, you should all get now TV because Netflix is on there as well. Uh, <laughs> yes. It's all kind of a nice little package now. So uh, we're here today for season nine, episode six, which is called Who Are You Now? Uh, what did you think of what did you think of the first Rickless and Carlos episode? I I thought they did a great job with it. Mm. I really enjoyed it. Um, it's I mean, the, the whole thing this season is it's it's feeling very much like a, a revitalized show. And yeah, we've been saying from the beginning, uh, you know, and as we were saying last week, this this really is the first kind of episode of of the the them disentangling the things that were left over from the previous you know um, season and mm. having to get rid of Rick and and that sort of thing. So um, yeah, I mean, I thought it was a strong start really to to this arc. There's some uh, really interesting, creepy things happening and. You're yep. getting to see the uh, some new characters, which I mean, adding new characters in is quite a nice way of of reintroducing you to where everybody is as well, because you're sort of seeing it a little bit through their eyes. So mm. um, yeah. you 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 get to see a little bit of that, you know. And obviously, we know some of the characters, but you know, some of them have changed and grown up, and and that sort of thing. So uh, yeah, I mean, just just really solid once again. You know, they've they're doing a really good job this season. I'm really enjoying it. I'm I'm after the kind of mess that was the last season. I'm really think they're back on track. You know, and uh, Angela Kang, all power to her. She's done an amazing job so far. I think. Yeah, she has. Um, yeah, I I liked this episode quite a bit. Uh, sure, there's still some 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 problems I have. Um, I won't. I won't push that to the side. But to be more positive on the show is is nice. Uh, to enjoy it more is nice as well. Yeah. Um. It it for me this episode was a case of instead of let's see what they do with this in two to three episodes. Like, like in, in a lot of problem with season seven and season eight was they were alluding to a plot that they weren't getting to which was finishing the Negan arc which took too long and all that sort of stuff so yeah. it's, instead of us going oh they've set this up with Negan or oh they've set this up with Rick and he's meeting this character and doing that um, I didn't feel like I was doing that this episode I wasn't like oh I'll wait and see what they do with this character and that character apart from the ending which we'll talk about later Yeah, which I'm very excited about um, but yeah the whole uh, I'll just say the thing at the end and Judith um and the, just this sort of mini reboot. Obviously, it's not a reboot because you still have the same characters and whatnot, uh, and it's still the actual same series and show. But to do the time jump, to do mini reboot, to kind of refresh everybody, you know, give Carol new hair, age some certain characters up, uh, and change some things around, and just make it look a bit different as well. Uh, I yeah. think was a very smart move because I think if you had killed off Rick or um, had just had him leave, and then had the uh, and had not done the time jump, I think they would have been in a difficult position. Uh, it's an interesting way for them to not immediately answer, like, okay, what did the group do straight away? But the thing is, is they didn't, they think he's dead, that Rick is dead, so we don't really see, like, the search for Rick. Yeah. Um, but no, I think with aging up Henry, which I'm still not all that, like, keen on him necessarily, but we've only seen him for, like, five minutes, so we'll we'll give him some time. Yeah. Uh, plus, he's you know a new actor, and he's probably finding his feet. And this is his first episode, uh, so I'll give him a little bit of time, obviously. Um, and uh, I think we've grown up. Judith is is very very interesting. Uh, they're doing an interesting like relationship dynamic with uh, with Judith and, and Michonne, and the allusion to like uh, that your dad and your brother with with Carl and Rick and and some stuff mm. there. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm pretty surprised with, with what they're doing and what they've managed to to kind of pull off. Um, and it shows in the ratings apparently this week they went back up to 6.99 which uh, what was it last week like 5 or 4 or something it was around 5 uh, or something yeah uh, um, yeah something like that I think it was uh, yeah 5.4 yeah so, so those are going back up which is um, 
I mean, is the show saved? I don't know. This is only one episode. Um, we'll have to give them some time and see what else they've got. But uh, no, it's it's nice to not be. It's nice to not have the promise of hey, this is going to get better. Just wait for it to hey, this is actually something interesting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of the illusion of like, oh, we'll wait to see where this Negan thing goes or what they do with this character and that character. It's nice to be like, here's this future plot which you know we're showing you, and they just kind of show you instead of whatever. Uh, so yeah. it's nice to kind of kind of feel that way. Um, okay, yeah. before we do any more pre-talk, I'm gonna do a bit of housekeeping. So we'll see for that in a minute. Today's sponsor is Kirsty Legister's Juice Plus. If you would like to get help with trying to lose weight, this might just be the solution that you're looking for. With a range of products that include shakes, boosters, capsules and more, get started today. All you need to do is click on the Kirsty Legister's Juice Plus link in your show notes or description on iTunes or on the website. Go over to her Facebook profile send her a facebook message and get started with the program today today's second sponsor is kualu if you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to kualu to get started they also have a live support chat system that you can use which is in the bottom right hand corner so get started with a new website and domain name today with kualu Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in in the past. And get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Okay, cool. So this week, uh, last week as well, I forgot to mention, um, I think actually, yeah, I probably wrote it after, no, I did the podcast after last week's Walking Dead. Uh, there was a uh, news piece last week about uh, a Breaking Bad movie in development. Multiple, multiple sources have come out and, and published it and it's been confirmed and Brian Cranston did an interview and all, all that usual kind of stuff. Uh, it's being done by Vince Gilligan, that's very important. Um, but I did a quick sort of 10 minute podcast giving my um, my thoughts on what I wanted. Uh, and it turns out what I said I wanted was reported to be confirmed about six hours later. So, Because <laughs> uh, on, on the podcast I was like, huh, in about five or six hours they'll probably come out and they'll probably say what this is about and I want it to be this. And that's exactly what actually happened. So... Um, uh, yeah, interesting, cool little piece of news, make of it what you will, listen to the podcast if you want to, um, and, uh, yeah, what, what are your kind of thoughts on it? Um, yeah, I mean, I like it, the, the rumour for, for the plotline, um, following Jesse, I don't think that has officially been confirmed, actually, it's, uh, um, that, that's certainly the, Just what they report, seem to be saying. Yeah. Yeah, the re- the reports are saying that it's going to be following Jesse post the events of of the um, main show, and I mean, yeah, I'm I'm all up for that. I mean, you know, I love that character, I love that actor. I think, you know, and I obviously I love Breaking Bad, so uh, yeah, I, I'm completely up for that. If they can find a way of of maybe shoving some flashbacks in or some hmm. I don't know, hallucin- uh, him hallucinating. Walter or I don't know it would be good if you can get Brian Cranston in there a little bit but but certainly I think yeah I I like the idea of of this as a as a film uh whether it's going to be a TV movie or whether it's right, going to be a, a things. yeah yeah so I I suspect it may be a TV movie but you know that's fine I don't have an issue with that um yeah I mean I'm all up for it anything that's more in playing around in the Breaking Bad universe is fine by me so right right we do of course uh, we recently finished uh, coverage of Better Call Soul which is Becoming Soul you can check that out on uh, podcast feeds and on the website as well of course uh, yeah. that's, that's the Breaking Bad prequel involving uh, Jimmy or Soul or whoever he is now um, yes <laughs> uh, but yeah it's Breaking Bad is Vince Gilligan so why would it not be good uh, but yes, that was that piece of content. Uh, random gaming talk. Uh, we continued a little bit to talk about um, overrated games. I, I did another uh, pick last week. Uh, I also did my kind of 
concluding-ish thoughts on Red Dead Redemption 2. I'll talk a little bit about my Red Dead Redemption 2 content in a minute. Uh, I also did like a, a sort of mini preview for Spyro. Talked about like what what I sort of think and feel of of the upcoming game. Uh, Spyro is out today and right now. Uh, you can go and literally play it right now as you're listening to this podcast. Um, yes, it's out now for uh, yeah Xbox One, uh, PS4. Is it out for PC? It's not out for Switch. I know that. I'm not sure. About I'm PC. Not- don't think so, no. Okay, but Xbox One and PS4 is where you can find that as well. Uh, I am in the process of downloading it, so later on today, uh, I'll be doing a first impression video for at, at least the first one. I don't know if I'll have time today to do all three, but I plan to do impressions for the first three games. Because um, it's Spyro, and there probably won't be that many big spoilers for two and three if I like just start the first bits of those. So, Because uh, it's kind of the same way it worked in Crash. There wasn't really... You know, spoilers, quote unquote. If you start the second one first or the first third one first or whatever, uh, but I yeah. but I aim by the end of today to at least have the first impressions for the the first game out for uh, the Reignited trilogy. So that's pretty cool as well. Um, we talked about uh, the debacle that was BlizzCon uh, this week with all the Diablo stuff and my kind of funny confusion behind that sort of confusion. Um, but yeah, we talked about that and all the um, the the sort of mess that that was as well. Um, we talked about a bunch of other stuff. Uh, what else was there? The Good Place continues to be really good for Season 3. I'm really enjoying what, what they're doing at the moment. Because I have done since the pilot. Because um, it's a very good show. Uh, yes, you should you should all go and watch that. Worldwide Netflix for Seasons 1 and 2. And then when, once you catch up to Season 3. It's on NBC in the US. And then Netflix worldwide. Sort of international for Season 3 at the moment. Uh, yeah, very, very good season. Really, uh, really enjoying this current season. Uh, hopefully we can get it renewed soon because we're we're not at the end of the season but we're we're slowly getting there it's episode eight next week so uh yeah we'll see how that goes for the rest of the season um what else is there yes my red dead redemption 2 content so uh my spoiler free review is out my two hour let's play which is at some point in the middle of the game is out uh my later impressions which is two separate videos because i accidentally ran into a spoiler during the recording of the thing one of the characters was like hey it was a shame about what happened to so and so and i was like well, I can't keep that in here, um, <laughs> so I had to edit that out. Uh, it was just a quick little speech, but um, yes, it was all the characters' fault. Uh, so yeah, spoiler-free review, let's play uh, Later Impressions, which is basically um, where I played, I, I don't know how many hours I was into that game, but it was certainly later in the game. Uh, it was sort of midway through through the game in like chapter 3 or 4. Uh, that's a very, very long game, by the way. Even the uh, prologue, as they call it, is at least like 12 hours long i think the deep yeah. epilogue you mean epilogue. the bit at the end yeah, sorry yeah yes the yes they, they, well I'm, I'm told there are two epilogues at the end so yes yeah both chapters are very very Fine. long um yeah I, I was quite surprised but hey you get a lot out of it so that's good as well and the yeah. uh, the credits themselves which have little cutscenes in between um showing like where certain characters went off to and stuff uh that's about half an hour on its own as well so yeah lots <laughs> of uh lots of red devil and i didn't want to skip anything because every now and then they kept showing characters ending up in like showing you where certain characters ended up so uh yeah that's uh that's those videos for those at the moment and the other one i did a little bit of an odd piece of content maybe but uh yeah, because the the horse that you have is very sort of personal to you, I did a basic little video where I just did one last sort of ride with him and uh, put him in the stable. Um, the the twist with that one is, uh, if you watch the video, it wasn't quite as simple as what you might think uh, <laughs> to, to do something like that. I might have run into some people, I might have uh, done some other stuff. Um, yeah, that's a nice, just a nice little ten minute video to say goodbye to to Red Dead and to uh, a list of DLCs. I don't really know what the DLC will be, but anyway. Um. Yeah, and and I can't believe you've managed to finish it yet. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I've been playing almost constantly every weekend and and like nights, and and I'm still only on chapter five. So, <laughs> hmm. you've still got a surprising chunk left of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So yeah, I basically just did a video where I just I did one last ride with Jack, uh, which is named my horse, named after Jack Bauer. Um. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, just put him in the stable and then kind of said goodbye that way. Uh, so it was, a nice, it was a nice little video. But again, it wasn't as simple as you might think. So, <laughs> yeah, check that out if you want to. Uh, and then the last piece of content uh, is going to be my spoiler review, which there is a lot to talk about in that. Uh, I don't know if that will be this week because of Spyro and all sorts of other stuff, uh, but that will be coming soon. But uh, until then, you've got four pieces of Red Dead Redemption 2 content to enjoy. So uh, have a look at that as well. 
last week, in case you missed it as well, I did do my uh, spoiler-free review for Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So that was that as well. Uh, and yeah, that's what we got going on at the moment on entertainmenttalk.org and the podcast platform of your choice. Uh, back to The Walking Dead. Uh, Michonne narrates over scenes of the survivors continuing to rebuild their various communities. So you see Carol at the uh, kingdom. I almost said the hilltop. You see uh, Daryl being a caveman. You see, um, I mean, he bet he, he's a caveman, right? I mean, like, look for, at him. For, yeah, kind yeah, of. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you see Daryl in, in the wild doing doing his thing. Uh, you see Michonne with the little uh, figure thing for um, the sheriff thing, which is obviously supposed to symbolize Rick. Uh, she's giving a little voiceover. She's changed her hair like slightly, hasn't she? She's still got sort of the the dreadlocks, but uh, yeah, it's sort of tied back. I don't know the name of the haircut, but um, you you see everyone basically sort of settled in their communities. Carol is is doing her thing as well, uh, and then they show a shot of the burnt bridge, which they they didn't rebuild. I assume in like in memory of Rick or, or something. Uh, and that's the and that, sorry, sorry. Be bothered. Maybe <laughs> just just couldn't be bothered. It, it's a bit of bad luck, maybe. Um, yeah. Um, so interesting little little scenes here at the start, and then the last shot that we get is of the bridge. I wonder where they think Rick's body went. Uh, well, I mean, it, there was a very fast flowing river, and there was a hundreds and mm. hundreds of undead in there. So my guess is they just think it got burnt and and carried away with all the others and there was just no way they were ever going to be able to find it you know with the charred remains of of all the others how on earth are you going to pick it out of of all of them you know it could have been any of those bodies and they wouldn't know so maybe they went and looked you know maybe they followed some of the bodies out and went and looked but you know it could have got washed out to sea or i, I mean there's all sorts of things that could have happened so i might sus- i suspect that they went and looked for the body but you know, it's not that unsurprising that they wouldn't find. You know, not that surprising that they wouldn't find it. Yeah. So f- from last episode, my guessing is like you know they're all kind of slowly walking away from the bridge when they think he's dead, and then because Jadis picks him up like a few hours later from the from the uh, um, shore where where he where he washes yeah. up, I imagine that like she probably took him away so quickly that like. They just they just didn't find him obviously because he's got yeah. somewhere somewhere else. Um, yeah. But yeah, I was I was kind of looking at that shot on the end and thinking like I wonder where they where they think his kind of body ended up. But uh, clearly they couldn't find him. So um, yeah. yeah, what did you kind of think of all the little snippets of of everybody sort of doing their own thing? It's a nice little bit of scene setting. You sort of yeah, yeah. You, you see that yeah Daryl got his wish of being kind of out there and not being in charge of the communities. <laughs> Um, you know, Michonne uh, clearly still grieving, and and you know, you you got you got sort of a nice overlook of of most of the communities. You didn't really see Hilltop there, though, did you? I don't think. Did they show shots of Hilltop? Um, they may have done sort of distant shots, but I don't think they showed. It's very interesting you bring up Hilltop because there's a whole mystery as to what the hell has even happened to Maggie. Yeah. And then you get at the end like, oh, we can take... They say to Magna's group, we can take you to the Hilltop. So I imagine next episode we're going to find out... What, yeah, yeah, no, what I, I think so. that, will, that will get an explanation. Because, I mean, they, they do say later on uh yeah when they have that conversation you know she will make the decision or you know what she did they mentioned she so i think you know you're supposed to be led to believe that the she they're talking about is maggie but obviously we know that it's not because lauren's not there anymore so um it's clearly going to be somebody else in charge enid i i enid would seem like the most logical choice for me hmm. Because you've got to bear in mind, she was a kid before, but she's probably about 24 now. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know, she she was sort of, well, say kid, she was, you know, older teen. Right. You know, she was, what, 17, 18. So you, you're looking at her, somebody in their mid-20s now. So it's entirely feasible that she could be hmm. in charge. She'd be about my age, wouldn't she? <laughs> 24, roughly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, roughly. I could, I could lead the hilltop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, not not if Negan if Negan comes and I'm I'm getting in the helicopter. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, yeah. I hope they haven't recast Enid. I I would assume they would. I, I don't know. I, do. at, at that age, I don't think yeah. they would have done. Because chances are she was playing the age down anyway. I mean, I don't know how old yeah, that actually. Like Chandler was sort of trying to do. Yes. Yeah. Um. Interesting. Yeah. Um. See, I, I imagine that's why we didn't see Hilltop in the Little Cup because they've met. 
Maybe they're they, trying they, to hide they, that. Yeah, they the hit it or didn't film the scenes or whatever the case is. So yeah, uh, yeah, interesting. Um, speaking of leaders and stuff, uh, Judith leads Magna's group to Aaron, Eugene. Laura and Rosita, who are hesitant about protecting them, but uh, Judith insists. They travel to Alexandria just as Michonne returns from a scavenging, scavenging run. Michonne sizes them up and knows that Judith did not follow the proper procedure for bringing in new survivors, bringing new survivors in, but agrees to let them stay overnight to hear their case the following morning uh, in front of the council. Um, there, the council asks some questions similar to what Rick would have um, asked for potential allies. What uh, the other council members seem accepting of their answers. Uh, Michonne sees that Magna has a prison tattoo and demands she explain herself. She cannot do so and the council votes to have them evicted from the community. After Yumiko is treated, uh, Judith is upset uh, at Michonne for not trusting her and she mulls over her decision and as she tends to uh, her and Rick's uh, Rick's child. So this is one of the, the, the new kind of surprising things. Yes. Uh, Rick Jr. is apparently his name. Yes. Uh, we don't see much of him. She doesn't say Rick Jr., although she says RJ, I think. RJ, yeah. yeah. Um, what's the name of um, the child you look after in Telltale game? AJ? Yeah, AJ. Uh, oh, I can't remember. You know, you know the grown-up child that they've got in the final season of Walking Dead that Clement I, has? I haven't, played the, fi- oh, uh, yeah, okay. I haven't played the final season um, yet, but yes. Yeah, I think it's AJ. Just kind of reminded okay. me of that. So, Right, okay. Uh, as the others, I think we should pause here a minute. Um, so yeah, any, any newer thoughts on Magnus Group? Because I know last week we didn't see too much of them. We just got kind of a basic intro. Um, no, I mean it's it's difficult to to know. I mean I know you as a comic book reader know a little bit more about this group. The having um, looked around some of the forums, it seems that they seem to be implying that the role of this group might be a bit larger in the TV show than it maybe was in the comic books by the looks of things. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean the uh, I, it's sort of a case of whether you think you can trust them or not, and. It's it's quite interesting as a sort of mirror to uh, one of the things that they were talking about on the Talking Dead was was this is this is almost like a mirror to what would have happened to Rick's group had Rick not found Alexandria had Rick and the guys not found Alexandria you know and they'd still been out there this could have been what happened to them you know and and they're also making the point that if you were that group and they showed up and it was sort of Rick's group and you had say Rick Michonne and a couple of others, you wouldn't necessarily trust Michonne if she walks in off the street, you know, with a sword on her back and, you know, you, you, you'd be a bit wary of her. So, uh, you know, it is one of those things. It's, it's kind of interesting and uh, they're an interesting kind of new group. You've, you know, you've got, um, I think Magna's kind of intriguing. Uh, You've got, um, What's the other guy called? The the sort of comedy guy that they've got in that group I thought was quite good. Um and I I, I love the um the deaf characters or the deaf character and although apparently they're both hard of yeah, one's completely deaf and the other one's hard of hearing. Okay. <laughs> so so yeah. uh um the the ones that are playing the two sisters, they they were both on Talking Dead and they actually did it with interpreters um hmm. there, which was was really cool. I have to say, if you if you've that that was a really interesting episode of The Talking Dead, and uh, props to the interpreter guy that was uh, was doing the the deaf girls um, sign language because he was absolutely brilliant. He was actually expressing it, uh, you know, quite well, huh. okay. uh, rather than just straight signing and repeating what she was saying. It, it was really interesting, but uh, yeah, I mean they were they were brilliant, and uh, I think it's you know, a lot of people seem to have had a very positive react reaction from the deaf community online um about the fact that the, you know, they've introduced they've got this inclusive character in there as, as well and, and it's not like they've just kind of done it to be politically correct she's in the comic books as well isn't she this character i i think so yeah um my knowledge on on this group particularly is a bit more uh i, I don't quite remember them as much i remember magna herself um but the rest of the group i'm uh i can't remember the the group as right, well okay. Uh, but I think they they had the, the character there still, um, so that's pretty good. Uh, so, yeah, they're yeah. they're an interesting little interesting. group. Um, I I yeah I don't remember them having like a massive role. This isn't like a new Negan level of group. I I don't think. Um, I think it's the case. No. I think this was the case of um, 
when you uh, did, did the time jump. Of course, because we had to deal with the, with the uh, five Rick episodes, um, they didn't really get like introduced yet in the in the show because you had to you know give yeah Rick the good send off and everything or the send off. Um, so I think that they were one of the groups introduced from the time jump, um, and they've just maybe had to do it a bit later. That's roughly what I remember. Um, yeah, well, I mean, they've sort of done two time jumps, haven't they? Yeah, at this point, yeah. you know, they did one one for, to get rid of Rick, and then they they did. I mean, this is probably the proper time jump regarding to the you know leveling up with the comic books, you know, with where the comic books are at. So because mm-hmm. they they time jumped in the books as well. So I think, um, I, and as I say, I, I think it's quite a nice way of of introducing uh, us to what the setup is now mm. you know it sort of makes sense to do it that way and uh gives us a give, gives you a new fresh set of eyes to go and see the new the, the communities in you know so they're characters that we know but they've changed places and, and i think it's quite a nice bit of writing as as a way to sort of have that sort of wonder of of them first kind of turning up and going wow look at this place you know i, I think that's quite nice so uh yeah i'm it, it's it's going to be um interesting to see what they do with this group i think yeah yeah they, they're interesting so far um i'm interested to see what what they uh what they do with them uh maybe i should go back and read a little bit of of what they did because uh, yeah they're the one kind of group that sticks out that i i don't quite remember so well uh but i remember magna herself um one character that isn't in the comics and has been introduced here rick jr uh rick and michonne's um yeah child um we don't really see him very like clearly in the episode we see he's got no. sort of um i don't know what the name of the haircut is but it yeah he he does from the shots that we kind of see he does look very similar to aj from uh right, the okay. Telltale game which is which is very interesting um but no i mean yeah obviously they're trying to sort of add, <laughs> add to the grimes family because you know we, we've lost it's people. a backup it's a backup to keep it going I, I, yeah. I do wonder whether there was a cynical move of of well just in case you know, we've we we could do another time jump, and then we've got another Grimes that we can lean on. Um, I I mean, there there may have been a certain level of that, possibly mm. from the writer side of things, because there doesn't seem to be any other purpose other than to introduce, you know, a, a, a direct child of Rick, because as we know, Judith, you know, although she is Rick's kid, isn't Rick's kid. Um, so. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe that was the reason. I, I'm not entirely sure. You and you know, you've not got Carl to play with now, so maybe it's it's just there as a way of of keeping the show going at some point. In you know, so in ten years' time, you can <laughs> you can do something with uh, Rick Junior. Maybe um, I, I I don't know. I mean, yeah. that's the cynic in me kind of thinking. But but yeah, I mean, it's fine. I it, uh, there's a few people complaining about the age um, because. They're saying that he doesn't look quite old enough, so the timeline doesn't add up. Well, we didn't really but see him properly. So, I, yeah, I, yeah <laughs> I, I don't agree with that. I mean, I think I, I don't think he, that's a problem. I think he, he looks about the right age to me. You know, they're six years in the future, and this looked like a sort of six-year-old boy, so mm. or five or six-year-old boy. So, yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. once they show him to us properly. Uh, maybe we can <laughs> talk about him a bit yeah. more, but um, yeah, it's obviously a way of kind of being like, "Hey, we're running out of Grimes characters. Let's, uh, let's yeah, let's, let's shove add, one let's the one in just more. in case." Yeah. Yes. Um, but no, I'm I'm fine with the idea. So yeah, I uh, don't have a problem with we that. We just haven't really seen much of him to talk about him yet. So <laughs> yes. Uh, as the others are about to evict the group, Michonne has changed uh, has a change of heart, and they will likely be able to stay over at the hilltop. Uh, and we'll escort and we'll escort them uh, personally there, along with Sadiq, to watch over uh, Yumiko's recovery. So that's a bit later in the episode, but it's the same kind of um, yeah plot line. Uh, so yeah, I imagine next week, yeah, we'll get an answer as to we- where exactly Maggie is. So yes, and, and what's going on at Hilltop because right. they they purposely avoided Hilltop this episode. So uh, um, yeah, I think that's fine. And as I say, at that point that she does mention she, so. Mm. Uh, I you know, and we know that's not likely to be Maggie. I suspect it's Enid because I can't see who else it would be as a she sort of running the day to day there. It, there's there's nobody else that really leaps out as being the person that would probably be running that group. 
Yeah. I, yeah. So e- Enid seems likely. Yeah. I I would have thought. I think yeah, Enid with Aiden and with Jesus is a nice. Yeah. Little, I, you little know, I, I, they will probably have a council running there as well of some description, but you know, um, e- Enid would seem, I think, like the most likely person to be running it. Could be wrong. Could be somebody else, but I suspect it's her. Yep. Um, <clears throat> at the kingdom, uh, Ezekiel recognizes that uh, the n- the needs that have uh, trained. Let me, let me read that again. At the kingdom, Ezekiel recognizes the needs to have uh, a trained blacksmith to help affect uh, the repairs that they that they need, and decides to have Henry travel to the hilltop to be uh, apprenticed in 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 that as well. Uh, Carol brings Henry along with a number of supplies she plans to bring to the hilltop. Uh, en route, they are attacked by the remains um, of the Saviour's uh, group as the sanctuary has fallen. That was an interesting... Yeah, I wonder what they're doing yeah. with that. Because I also wonder what they're doing... Because Dwight's a character that's involved with that, and I wonder where he is as well. So, mm. yeah, we've got, we got some missing characters, and not just Heath. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, Carol brings... Yeah, she brings that as well. Uh, and they uh, are attacked by the remaining Saviours after the sanctuary has fallen. They steal the supplies along with the ring that Ezekiel gave to Carol. Not a good idea. Not a good idea at all. No. Uh, and promises they will never uh, see them again. That night, after setting up camp, um, Carol sneaks back. She sneaks out as well to find the uh, Saviour's camp. And, uh, yeah, effectively lights them on fire and gets her ring back. So, yeah, don't don't steal from Carol. Yeah. Don't mess about with Carol. Don't threaten Carol. Just, just be nice to Carol. Or just... Avoid her. I yeah. Don't know. yeah, you don't screw with Carol. <laughs> Everybody in the world should know this by now. You don't screw yeah. with Carol. Yeah. Um. Interesting to see her with uh with the bow and arrow. So we've got two archer. Yeah. Type characters. Leg- Legolas Carol, as we Legolas. were referring to her last week. Right. Right. Uh, you got fake then, and you got Legolas. So. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. Glad to see that guy finally gone. He was becoming a bit of a character nuisance. Yeah. A bit of yes. a, like I don't really you're not you're not intimidating it's, I don't really want to see you you're not you know a big villain um but they got rid of him after a few episodes so yeah I mean this this whole sequence is is kind of interesting because you've got um you know the you see the the aged up Henry which uh if if uh, as they were saying if you um if you think that that's quite a good bit of casting. He looks like the young guy. It's because it's the older brother of the young guy that played him in the first place. Oh wow! Okay. So uh, Max and Max and Lynn is his job from him. Yeah. Uh, well, uh. the entire the entire family is involved basically because Ma- Max and Lynn's played uh, young Henry. Okay. Matt Lynn's plays old Henry, um, and Madison Lynn's was um, uh, Maddie. Uh, no, sorry, not Maddie. Uh, was in The Walking Dead. Sophia on The Walking Dead. Oh, okay. So, so there's all three of the, all three of them have been on there, and they also have another sister who is an actress, and uh, that's Mackenzie Lynch, and she was on Under the Dome. So, okay. so yes, all four kids are actors in that family. Mm. There's some very I pushy parents or you know all the kids decided to uh to do acting but uh but yeah uh, matt lynch who's taken the the role of henry now has been in a few things he was in pixels he was in uh episode of sleepy hollow the alienist he was in as well which is the netflix series um okay. so yeah. he's, he's he's been in he's been in a few things over the years um but yeah i mean it, it, it's also as we talked about previously the role of carl is getting split up a little bit it is uh, because this is as you'd mentioned before about carl being the blacksmith at the hilltop uh, and this is clearly what they're doing with henry but then judith is also taking some of carl's stuff as well so yeah, yeah they are doing exactly what we talked about which is splitting carl's story over a bunch of different characters which I think is fine, you know. It, it gives them the freedom to do that. Now Carl's not there, um, and uh, you know Henry's the obvious person to be able to take some of the weight of that. So yeah, um, like I said, we'll, we'll see what this uh, what this guy's got got in store for us. This is his first episode of the show, so he's still getting used to people and stuff. Um, I mean, he's got a great cast around him. He's got Ezekiel, Carol, and you know Norman Reedus yeah. and and everybody else that's that's still there. 
uh, and uh, you know deny Guerrero and stuff. So he's not short on people to like ask for help from if he needs you know help with particular things. And and same with the, the new the new young actor, actors that we have like uh, like with Judith and um, and all those sorts of people. And still people like you know Enid that that she's probably still learning some stuff. I mean yeah. they're all still learning things. Um, yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I'm okay with him at the moment. Um, like, like I said, he hasn't had a chance to to do too much. He hasn't uh, done too much yet. Uh, but we'll see what he's got in store for us. So, um, and he's not got like, he's not got too much weight on his shoulders. He isn't like no, he no, isn't he I, isn't like the recasted Carl or something. Um, no, no, I I I think splitting up Carl's story across the various different kids um, and giving. Some of it to Judith, like I mean, the the Judith Negan stuff I thought was really nice, mm. and you know the, what they're doing there, uh, and you know it may be that we just see Henry go off to the hilltop and then fades into the background as becoming a, a you know a, a, an apprentice blacksmith. We don't know at the moment what how how much they're actually going to use him. It it could just be that they kind of leave him at the hilltop and then he fades into the background as characters have tend to tend to do on this show like yeah i mean jesus for example you know introduced him to a big storyline and then most of the last season we didn't really see that much of him that's if i'm the to to talk about that for a minute he's the one character that i'm really disappointed with what they've done with yeah um, they haven't given him nearly enough screen time um he's been in the show for yeah almost three seasons now because if you count this as almost half a season he was introduced second half of season six which was when we actually started this um yeah. and then so yeah, half of the half, half of six and then seven and eight and then almost half of nine so i mean what what has that character really done not not that much no i i so, mean i sus- i suspect you are going to see a bit more of him from now on i hope so. um yeah i you know i i think it, you noticed it i mean most noticeably this time around uh, in this particular episode, you got a lot more Eugene, which I I know you'll have very mixed feelings about. But uh, we got a lot more Eugene this season, and and that's another character that was sort of quite prominent earlier on, and then the last sort of season or so had faded into the background, yeah. um, and we hadn't really seen him. So we got a lot more of him this episode, and I think you're going to get more of that. You're going to get these characters kind of start to bubble back up a little bit, you know, to take a bit more of the weight as well so uh yeah i mean it, it's going to be interesting but I, I jesus is one that i definitely think you're going to see more of moving forward i hope so i hope so um yeah so she kills them and gets her ring back uh they continue on the next day and they meet with daryl who is still living like a caveman uh, yes. and who's still not cleaned since season one um <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah um, I mean, there's not too much to say about Daryl, really. I mean, he, no. he doesn't have too much to do in this episode. Uh, it's it's, it's some, somewhat, yeah, exactly. Somewhat ironic. The guy has top billing on the uh, on the show now. He's the first name that comes <laughs> up on the show, I, and you, you know, he said like two words, and you saw him in what probably about two minutes worth of scene, if that. Yeah, two two I, different scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Two two different seeds. I mean, I I'm sure that they will do more with him as oh, yeah. they go on. But yeah, yeah. Um, he's dealing with Rick in his own way, which is yeah. to go off on his own, and we know he can take care of himself. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. They meet up again, and she says, "Hey, stranger," or something like that, and uh, yes. he just stares. He's got mm-hmm. a, a blank sheet of a paper, a four paper for that for that one. Uh, no no written lines. Um, yes. So you you touched on the um, the Negan scene. I just wanted to bring it up here as well because uh, he is from his cell through the window, teaching uh, Judith maths. And ne- Negan brings up a very interesting point because she's talking about like the, the miles per hour of these two planes and stuff like that. Um, very. You know, I'm not going to spoil Breaking Bad. Um, <laughs> uh, she's talking about these these two planes and saying like which one will will, will do whatever. One's going at this miles per hour and one's going at this other miles per hour. And he he says something along the lines of like this doesn't re- this doesn't matter in this day and age. Are you are you gonna see an airplane? And she's like no. And I'm like yeah, she probably isn't. Um, yeah. And he's like yeah, you should you should be trying to or be trying to learn things that will like help you now in in this day and age with you know with zombies instead of planes um and then she she kind of walks off but uh 
This is an interesting little remix of you know the, the Carl Negan prison scenes, but she's just not in right. the prison. Uh, yeah, I imagine you know if Judith asked Michonne for the keys, and she'd she'd probably say no to her at the moment. Yeah. Um, I think Cole literally in the comics just kind of snuck his way down there somehow. It's a comic book. These, you know, you have to yeah, sort yeah. Of ignore certain things. Um, but yeah, uh, interesting, interesting little scene. I like what they're doing there. It's obviously kind of like early days for, for them to, uh, a bit like with the Henry stuff. This is the first sort of we're seeing of that. Um, but yeah, I'm interested to see kind of what Jeffrey and what uh, Kaylee can, um, what what they can do in scenes together and stuff. Yeah, I mean, uh, it also brings up this point about um, the the whole thing about the uh, uh, you know he tells that story about about bringing home stray dogs and then bringing home right. the wrong stray dog and and you know there is this mystery that's sort of running through about something obviously happened in that intervening period which has made particularly Michonne less trustful of strangers, which is why we had the whole thing of, of that group earlier on. Um, and her definitely not trusting this group that comes in. And they may reference throughout the episode to something that had happened mm. um, about, do you remember when it's because of that, the incident uh, and then we see Michonne later on when she uh, swaps her shirt over and she's got that sort of X marked back, um, that scar. Yeah. And, and you do think, well, where she got that from and, and what's that relating to? And is it something to do with this event that we don't know anything about? So, I, yeah, I mean, that that's kind of intriguing. I I don't really know exactly what happened there and i i do wonder um whether they're going to explain that at some point but um hopefully we'll get some sort of uh, resolution to that and and where that scar came from because i thought yeah it's very distinctive i thought that was yeah, kind they, of interesting very clearly point it out to you in that so yeah, yeah and yeah. uh but yeah, the, I I really like that Negan Judith scene. I thought it was it was really kind of interesting, and uh, of course the whole thing about doing the math homework relating to aeroplanes it doesn't really have anything to do with aeroplanes. It's 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 you should do your math homework regardless of what it's about. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. you know, it's the fact that it's it's to do with aeroplanes is is kind of irrelevant really. But uh, yeah, I mean. I, I thought I, I, I get the point though that uh, there are probably more useful things that you could learn, like you know how to kill walkers and that sort of stuff in in this day and age. But I yeah, I mean I, I thought it was a really sweet little scene between the pair of them. I'm uh, I it's always great to see Jeffrey D. Morgan on screen, and I hope we see a bit more of him and not just stuck in that cage the entire season. I'm hoping they'll let him out at some point. Yeah. On on the subject of Judith and Michonne and, and that, I did like the little... It's very brief, but I like the little katana training scene. That was... Uh, yeah. Fun. I think it's uh, Magna's looking out the window when they're like... When she's debating with her, her people about what to do. And, um, yeah, you see them training with... She's got like a much smaller uh, kind of version, obviously, because, you know, the, the full katana is probably the, the actual size of, of her or something. Um but uh, yeah, it's cool. She's got a, she's got a little katana and and she's doing some practice. So uh, I mean, she's like ten or eleven. So yeah, she's got to learn how to defend herself. So yeah, um, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing more Judith and what they what they do with her, uh, and and what uh, she kind of gets up to and stuff, um, and how much like like you said earlier, how much Carl she's gonna gonna take and how much Carl Henry's gonna take. Like what what they're yeah. gonna both be sort of given. So. Uh, right, let's move on to um, Rosita and Eugene. Um, they go to take some radio equipment to set up on a nearby water tower for Father Gabriel, who is trying to see if any other communities uh, can make contact. Um, they note that a large herd uh, has passed, but um, believe it will not interfere with their goal. Uh, just to quickly pause on that for a minute. Um, yeah, Father Gabriel and uh, Rosita. Yes. Together. Yeah. Yeah interesting i yeah. didn't see that coming i i mean fine mm. i don't have i don't have a i don't have a problem with it it's just a strange pairing like if you were yeah, to, yeah. if you were to like bring up a, bo- a board of like all the single characters in the show 
um, and uh, pair them together. I don't think anybody would kind of connect those two together. But um, yeah, I mean, I given that what Rosita's last boyfriend was Abraham, that's yeah. kind of a sharp right turn right. Of, of types of men, you know. So yeah, yeah I, but I, I, yeah, fine. I, yeah, I I'm perfectly happy for them. So, no, I don't. Um, I, I think it's it's perfectly fine. It's just it's an interesting switching dynamic of the type of guy that she's gone for but you know each to their own um mm. and uh yeah whatever you know that's the the, the the he's getting around that father gabriel <laughs> after after Anne last week and uh or, i mean i know it's like six years in the past but so yeah yeah, yeah his, his last girlfriend beat him over the head tried to kill him the zombie and then she uh went off in a helicopter yeah. so yeah <laughs> Yeah. Um. But yeah. No. No problem. It's just a strange uh, decision of pairing. But uh, if they have a particular like story reason, maybe we'll we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're all kind of working together with this with this radio stuff, and um. Uh. They note that a large herd has uh had passed. Uh. But believe it will not interfere with their goal. As Eugene uh, places the radio equipment, uh, he spots. Uh, the horde now aiming for them. Uh, he spooks their horses as he, as he tries to climb down because he also knocks over the ladder because uh, be- because he does that. Eugene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to think of a particular way to say that that, that was yeah. different. No. Uh, because it's Eugene, I think, is that it just covers it, really. Yeah. I mean, you, it's like you, they do that camera shot where it's his foot trying to, like, grip onto something and, and you're like, okay, he's going to knock something over and then yeah. he knocks the ladder over. Um yeah, so he knocks, uh, tries to climb down, um, yeah, and Rosita rushes, uh, to recover the essential gear from their wagon. Eugene is forced to take, um, to jump the last bit of the tower and injures his leg. I don't think he broke his leg. He just No, got... no, I think he just twisted his ankle or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and after Rosita gets him, um, a shovel as a makeshift, uh, crutch, the two escape and, uh, the horde, uh, surprisingly stays on their tail. Very interesting. Mm. Uh, and only until they uh, find a wet ditch and cover themselves in mud, just like in the trailer. Uh, the horde seem to ignore their presence, but uh, they hear faint whispers of where are they and don't let them get away. Uh, th- there's three things that are, that are whispered. It's uh, where are they, um, something like they can't have gone far, and then don't let them get away. Uh, so I refuse to give away what this is. Um, because of, <laughs> although we uh, have we have sort of talked about it previously, yeah, but yeah, yes, but I'm not going to talk yeah. about who this group is until it's once it's revealed no, no, in no. the show who it is. Then I will talk about it because otherwise I'm ruining what I think is a pretty big surprise. Uh, yeah, one of the biggest surprises in maybe the whole history of the comics. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, there's whispers from the horde. I'm not going to tell you where it's coming from or, or what the situation is. Um, yeah. but hearing that was. Uh, yeah pretty fantastic um yeah yeah. i I really like that i mean i I, i'm as i said many times before i'm way behind other comic books compared to to you but i'm aware of of this group that uh you know and and what what's happening but i i it's still eerie to hear it you Mm. know um it's still very eerie to hear it on screen and uh this this sequence actually had my favourite line of the episode of Eugene when he's about to think that he's he's going to die and he's like sort of stood by the tree and sort of no leave leave me I, you know I'll, I'll distract them you run away and then starts to try and make a big speech about you know there was something I've been building up the courage to tell you and Rosita just looks at him and goes don't make this weird and then <laughs> drags him off <laughs> I just yeah, love I thought that was my favourite favorite bit in terms of sacrifice speeches which was what he was trying to do this isn't where you do it he wasn't in immediate danger no um because they were both basically standing right next to each other like pretty much and then he stops and's like oh i'm too slow and like you know let let them take me kind of thing and you can you can run off and i'd be meaning to say this thing which i assume is is him probably telling he's got uh feelings for her or something yeah 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 i blatantly Um, blatantly that's what it is and she knows that as well and she just doesn't want to have him say it because you know and the the whole thing i just thought the line of her going look don't make this weird we're both getting out of here let's go (laughs) yeah yeah um, but no, this is one of my favourite scenes in the episode. Um, yeah. It's 
it's good to actually see because he kills a couple of walkers as well early in the episode eugene it's good to see him just just do a little something else yeah yeah Yeah. he's he's clearly got a bit more of a handle on rather than just being kind of yeah wimpy cowering in a corner his time with the saviors and his time over the past six years has clearly kind of you know beefed him up a little bit and he's he's can quite easily take out some walkers now without a flinching which is good so yeah. he still talks in the most annoying way possible but apart from that yeah yeah um but no i'm really looking forward to the the full reveal of of what this group is and stuff um but like this is going to be one of those scenes where like someone who doesn't know too much about what all this is would be like what what the hell am i hearing where where is this like coming from and and all that sort of stuff and with like in the notes of what i said about the movement of the group of them like turn, literally turning back around and following them following, following them and stuff uh and acting very differently and then there's the whole bit in the uh the preview that was shown last week for the next three episodes um i think of eugene and um i think it was aaron and jesus and they were like they, they don't usually like mill around like this and are they evolving and eugene's like i think they're evolving so yeah, I'm looking forward to the full reveal of of, or at least to the audience of of what this is, and to see how yeah how similar that is to the to the book. Yeah. Again, to see how they adapt things from from the book, to see uh, if that's any good. Um, yeah, very very looking forward to that. So, yeah, uh, that's the end of the episode. Um, don't let them get away. <laughs> uh, yeah, anything else you want to talk about, or should we jump to the, um... the email? Uh, I did the, the only other thing, major sort of change that um, I'm I'm led to believe is that, that it, it would appear that they've killed off all the saviors now, because um, that yeah, would that's seem one to of be the, the last kind group of, of saviors. Mysterious what? reveals is like oh the the sanctuary is no more, and I was kind of like what what do you mean? You yeah, because they you know the, it sounds like the sanctuary has fallen. Carol's just um, set fire to the few remaining stragglers that were there, so. Uh, and I know that was also a plot point in the book following the events that are coming up. So, uh, and which involves, and, and that also involves Negan as, as well. So I, that, that does make me wonder what they're going to end up doing with that part of the story later on. I mean, that's not going to be coming until at least next season, if that happens. Right. Do, you, but, do you mean next half of the, of the season? No, because I, my, the, the, this, this season, I suspect, will be dealing with you know this new antagonist that we're hearing about, mm. and then I guess that uh, you know the stuff with the saviors would have would fall into either the end of this season or the start of next season. But seeing as there are no saviors around now, I don't know. It's I, I just thought yeah. that was kind of interesting. What well, you know that that they've taken to appear to have taken Santry and the saviors completely out at this point. Mm. Makes so, me wonder what they are doing with Dwight. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, okay, um, yeah. Emails this week. Uh, if you'd like to send yours in or get in contact with us, Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org is the email. Twitter is at etalkuk. There's the Facebook group and the Facebook page. There's there's also an email uh, form you can fill out on the post uh, for, for for this post um, on the website. Uh, just put in your email and your comment in there. That'll get sent to me as well. Jeffrey says, great episode, with exclamation mark. Uh, he, he's enjoying it. Mm. <laughs> I really think this show really? is getting back on track, and I'm really excited for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm I'm not trying to think too much about, like, oh, is this still going to, what's this going to be like in season 10, 11? I'm, I'm trying to think about, like, okay, this was a good episode. This was, like, a, a good sort of little mini restart, like like we said, with the mini reboot and that sort of thing. And we like what they've done with the characters. Uh, obviously, yes, we're still missing Rick and Carl, and it's going to be weird without them. Um, but uh, I, I guess cautiously optimistic cautiously optimistic is is the word to use because it's, yeah. it's good at the moment but i want to i want to see how they deal with these these things they've set up in the next couple of episodes plus we've only got two episodes till the uh the mid-season so yeah um yeah do, do you feel like the show's how much do you feel like the show is is getting back on track i i feel like it, it's got a new energy to it this season that mm. um I, I think it was um losing quite a lot it's definitely got a new energy to it 
uh, I, well, I, and I, I put that largely down to having a new showrunner and yeah. having decent pacing, somebody that can actually pace the episodes, <laughs> which, uh, you know, that was a, a real problem with, with uh, Gimbal stuff. Is he, he dragged things out way, way too much. And uh, like I say, I mean, the, the last episode proved that he can still write. It's just I don't think he was a particularly good showrunner. Um, and uh, to arguably the Stephen Moffat problem for doctor who what, what is uh, what is that uh it's the same same issue steve moffat amazing amazing writer of individual rep- episodes not so great as a as an overarching showrunner hmm. um who, you is know, it, who is it at the moment then uh chris chibnall who is the new guy uh that okay. took over who's completely knocking it out of the park with doctor who this season though yeah, but, uh, yes i will be yeah, back no. by the way to uh do a, a season review uh, for Doctor Who because it's got what four episodes okay so something like that yeah but yeah. Uh, yes yeah. the amazing season of Doctor Who this this year I've been really impressed by it but uh, yeah I mean I I think um, yeah I, I think it, it's very much back on track it's the best it's been in a very very long time I think um, I I'm just I'm really enjoying it this year Uh you know, it's it seems to have got out of a lot of the formulaic stuff that they were doing previously. Um, yeah, it, the the reviews it's been getting have been way way more positive than they have previously. Before, you know, for certainly for the last couple of seasons. Um, yeah, I'm I'm very very happy with what they're doing now. Mm-hmm. You know, it does make me wonder because um, if you look at to me, if you ask me where the show went wrong, it was it was from the moment they refused to show who died in the season six finale. Uh, that I mean, the the Glenn Dumpster stuff was was really bad and all that, but it didn't like destroy the show as much as that cliffhanger did. Because um, that that showed a lot of people like you know they haven't got the guts to do this and they're not showing who it is and and all that kind of stuff. Like it, we reviewed that episode ages ago and that was that was a long time ago. But to me, if you were to ask me to pinpoint where the show really turned on its head and started having some problems, it was that episode. I think seven oh one. I think seven oh one. The next episode was still a, a great episode of TV and stuff. But then I think since then it really struggled. And then from season nine. It's really kind of picked up a little bit again. Will this be as good as like season four, five, and second half of six? I I still have my doubts about that. Plus, because of the fact that like we've we've lost a lot, we've lost three major characters, um, Carl, Rick, and and Maggie, unless Maggie comes back later or, or whatever the case is. But at least for the moment, those three aren't on screen, and of course, Carl's not coming back. Um, so, so I doubt you'll still you'll get back to like the season five seventeen million viewers. No, thing, but I, I think you'll. I think you could, they have a chance to retain some level of like six six to eight million eight million on a really good day on like a mid season finale and six million on like an episode twelve or something. Yeah, um, and for the season. I, to be honest, those are still phenomenal numbers yeah. for AMC. I yeah. mean, it's the seventeen million that you got, and you got to bear in mind that the episodes either side of that seventeen million were like fourteen million and twelve million. So, mm. you know, the, I mean, the season finale for, um, for season five, six, six. Uh, season six was fourteen point nineteen million. Uh, season seven was seventeen million. Um, because everybody tuned in live to watch that, right? Because you don't. That's 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 the one episode of Walking Dead you don't yeah. want to be spoiled. You on, see, so. you see, yeah. I I think uh, just going onto that episode. See, one of the things that they could have done. I mean, you're right. That was sort of the downhill from there. Right. But one of the things I think would have been really interesting for them to do for that episode was them to show because it was Abraham that got killed first, wasn't it? And um, yes, yeah. One of the things that they could have shown, because you saw the bat come down, was they could have shown Abraham being killed or you know being struck in that episode and stopped it there. So literally just had an extra 10 seconds that actually showed you the body mm. and stopped it there would still have had an amazing impact. I mean, you wouldn't necessarily have got that 17 million you might have done but you know because people might want to tune back in to see the rest of that scene play out but you would have still got some massive amounts of shock in that um even by not leaving people hanging on for that reveal if you see what i mean because you could have killed abraham at that point 
So yeah, you could uh, have killed Abraham, and people would have gone away thinking, "Okay, we know who's died," and then come back for that opening episode, and suddenly you lose Glenn as well. Mm. You that that I I think that could have been a really interesting gut punch way of doing it um as just the the structure of it but you know um yeah i mean i I think that was the biggest problem i mean it it did work at the time giving the the boost at sort of 17 million And, and i mean it stayed at sort of 10 12 million that entire season but it was I mean, the, the, that was their first sort of mistake was keeping people holding on there. And then the death of Carl was the, the second. Yeah. Because uh, that really affected. I mean, that that what knocked about two million off the or at least a million off the viewing figures. So, yeah. but no, uh, what I was going to say as well is like, I wonder if you could if you could like look at the timeline and and replace Angela with Scott at a certain point. See, that's the thing. If you if you put her in charge of season six and you get the the, the good stuff we have with the saviors, maybe you take the Glenn dumpster stuff out. I still think because I think that that um, decision at the end of the cliffhanger was more of an AMC thing as opposed to a Gimple thing. I've talked about this before yeah. as a way of like there's little story things like with season seven and season eight that were Gimple things that were accepted by AMC. There's certain other things like with Chandler and with um, the cliffhanger stuff. Those are more, those are the bigger, more AMC decisions where it's like, you know, they, they want to th- do the stuff that they do. Um, so I, I wonder how, I wonder how those two kind of set pieces and with the, and with the earlier Glenn thing, I wonder how that would have worked with Angela. If, if you just, if you just, if you'd gone back in time and, and replaced I don't that know. bit specifically. Um, yeah. I mean, cause that's kind of, you know, those are the three big kind of, uh, turning points like like you said i just wonder if you change the showrunner from scott who wasn't working to angela who now is uh seemed to be working and doing good stuff what that would have done if it would have like helped in in any way but uh yeah we'll see what she's got planned um for the mm. rest of the season uh she's at least doing something new and fresh and and it, it yeah it's uh it's better to watch so yes um definitely. but is the show saved i i don't know it's too early to tell still so um yeah, I yeah. mean, I mean, it doesn't necessarily need saving. This isn't this isn't the show that's in season two that's like, oh, I hope the future's good. We've had nine seasons already, so yeah. it's it's not like uh, the show. You know what I mean? Yeah, and as I've said before, I don't think it's in any danger of getting cancelled. It's still the largest show on AMC yeah. by a few million viewers. So, I, you know, and the second largest is Fear the Walking Dead. So it's not like they're going to cancel it anytime soon. Plus, they've got a whole host of spin-off things. So it's going to come back. Mm. It's very, very unlikely they're going to cancel this, I would say, at this point, because they've got too much else riding on it. Mm. And, uh, you know, Whilst it's still the biggest show on the network, yeah, I'm sure they'd like the numbers to be up a bit more and back to sort of the levels they were. But it's still the most popular thing on the network by far. So, Mm. you know, it it will be very weird to cancel it. It, It's one of those situations where it's more likely to end because they've decided that they want the story to end. But given that they've just revitalized everything, (laughs) I don't see that happening anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to kind of compare it to like take take Heroes for example. Great first season, really good first season, and then like second season struggled. That's yes. when that's when you jump to a situation of like, oh, you know, we messed up a bit in the second season. Obviously, the writer strike had a big impact on that. But do, do you get what I mean? It's not yeah. it's not failing in its early stages. It's struggling in its much later stages where it's already lived for so long. So yeah uh yeah that's all we got for you this week uh like i said you can find all the content on entertainmenttalk.org or on the podcast platform of your choice and spotify as well uh if you'd like to keep up with uh, what david's doing geektown.co.uk and geektown radio on itunes and spotify as well uh you can yes yeah, support us on patreon patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk that's where you can go and redeem rewards through views of your choice uh unfortunately last week um when i said i can't remember if it was this podcast or the gaming one i honestly can't remember where i said it but i said that i had a new patreon go i i've forgotten what it was if i remember what it was and then i uh what was it? I think I remember remember roughly what it was. Uh, but when I remember what it is, I uh, will will update it and put it on there. But there's uh, still a lot of um, things you can redeem on there for for, for reviews of your choice. Uh, lots of different tier options and that sort of stuff. Uh, Amazon affiliate link Black Friday is coming up, I believe. On is it this Friday? 
Um, uh, something like that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Black Friday is coming up soon. There's all there's already some some sales and stuff on Amazon. Uh, so if you're considering doing that for Christmas shopping or to to treat yourself, you can still do that. Uh, uh, yeah, next next Friday, twenty third, Black Friday. Okay, next Friday. Um, but yes, you can still use our Amazon affiliate link whenever you want. So that's what we, that's when we will get a small cut of what you spend, uh, but it won't cost you anything extra. So if you're Christmas shopping, Black Friday, or to just treat yourself, you can still do that as well. Uh, yeah, that works that way as well. iTunes feeds, please rate, review, and subscribe to the feeds that you intend to use, including the Geek Town Radio as well. Of course, that's just the one feed, and we've got, like, how many have we got? 16? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, a lot lo- lo- of different shows. I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of logos to make, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you can rate, review, subscribe to those if you choose to, or if you want to, that that will help us out in, in the charts and everything, and it will help out David if you if you do that over on the Geek Town one. Uh, word of mouth, please tell your friends, family, people that are watching these films and TV shows and playing the video games and all that good stuff. Uh, telling them about the iTunes feeds or the Spotify feed or the website or, or any of those ty- or any of those places that you can listen to us or read us or any of those sorts of things, uh, and they can come and discover the content for themselves. And uh, yeah, word of mouth, it's it's a it's a good way to to spread the word. Uh, if you'd like to watch me and Robert and David play different video games, uh, Robert's got a mixer streaming channel. Uh, me and David have got ones on Twitch. Uh, Robert's also got a PS4 now, by the way. If you would like to hear the story uh-huh. of how he got said PS4, uh, you can listen to last week's gaming talk, which was uh, one thirty-nine. That's the that's the Spyro Red Dead uh, one that we did last week. Uh, and yeah, so it was a surprise to me as well because I didn't know until the, until he told me on the podcast. So, uh, <laughs> but no, it's pretty cool that he's got one just before the holiday season with Black Friday, and and he can buy the games that way and stuff. Uh, but yes, mixer for him, Twitch for me and David. Of course, I'll be doing some Spyro stuff. So look out for that at some point later today. Thank you all for listening, and we shall see you next time for episode seven, the penultimate episode for the first half of the ninth season. It's uh, it's a complicated, weird thing. Uh, we'll see you next week. Next time, goodbye. Bye.